0: Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
1: Jimmy Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning and uh, look for your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark hotline is open too. That number is 806-771-0973. So if you have observations uh, from last night to uh, anything that you saw, if you were at the Friendship Coronado game, Looked and want to want to you know chime in? You can
2: look like a great crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Both sides uh, that was expected, I guess. But I mean, it was week one, like I a mean. great high school football atmosphere. Uh,
1: tonight, the uh, Monterey Plainsmen are in action. They play at Odessa. That is a six o'clock kickoff. Uh, also tonight, it's um, Lubbock High playing host to El Paso Socorro. That'll be over at Lowry Field. That is also a seven o'clock. Kickoff And the Estacado Matadors will be at uh, Greenwood tonight. Greenwood's always a really good football team. And it's a debut for both of those, all three of those coaches. Um, all three have uh, their debuts, the Monterey coach, the Lubbock coach, and Estacado. So that uh, is all, I'm sorry, Estacado will be tomorrow. That'll be Saturday afternoon at 2.30. That's a 2.30 kick tomorrow down in Midland. So don't panic if you're a Matador fan. Like, oh, the game was yeah. It is. It is tomorrow. You like how you like how that you know those inside voices go. You know, people because I think people do talk. Is like that. Is that what
2: the voices are inside yeah, your yeah, head? Yeah, I
1: think people do talk like that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can. I, I definitely could translate for you. Okay. Okay. If you if you mm-hmm. if you'd like, so. I took a lot of drugs this morning, so mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds that way. Uh just my just my just my usual uh six, you know. So it's uh it you know, that's just the challenges of, you know, getting a little uh seniority in life. Okay. okay. Seniority in life. <laughs> seniority in life, right. Mm-hmm. Seniority seniority in life. Um six seventeen. I had a conversation the other day and this will make a lot of sense with you. With
2: somebody else or yourself?
1: This was somebody else. Okay. okay? This was somebody else. And we were talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes and and his time here. Okay. And basically how it was one of those deals where this person was telling me that basically he always, he just got it in terms of, you know, being interviewed or just his dealings with him or just. How he carried himself or handled himself, all all of those. He just he just got it, you know. And sometimes people are born with that, and, and it's a special special trait. So last night, Chiefs are playing the Packers, last preseason game for the Chiefs, and Aaron Rodgers was there, but he was holding the clipboard, wasn't going to play. And so the Chiefs uh, on defense first, and so they come back out on offense, and here comes Mahomes. I'm like, oh, okay, Mahomes is going to play a series. I, I knew nothing about, I didn't watch any of the pregame, blah, blah, blah. Mahomes is going to play a series. And then probably he's done, okay? Well, Mahomes comes out, he's fully suited up, and the Chiefs go into their, what they call, choir huddle, which is what they did back in the day with Lynn Dawson and Otis Taylor and all those guys. That was what they did was a choir huddle. And Mahomes said something to the referee And uh, then he goes over and they do the choir huddle and they let the clock expire and Chiefs get called for a delay of game and Mahomes trots off the field. And so basically that was his tribute to Lynn Dawson who passed away earlier this week. And then they interviewed Mahomes during the the game and he kind of gave his history and what he meant and it was all very natural and you know like he had a, a wealth of knowledge. He was wearing a a bandana and had Dawson's name and number on the front of it. he just and I just I just remembered back to that conversation that I had this week, um, and it's like, yeah, he just gets it. you know he un- he understands his his role, he understands kind of what he does, which is what we saw here at Texas Tech, you know, basically no missteps.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what we've said about him all along. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, again, even when he was here, we, we were saying the same thing. I think so. It looked like from the, you know, we see a lot of people nowadays, and you got a picture of your kids when they're young, and they're sitting on a certain rock or whatever, and now you take the same exact picture, and you try to get them to make the same pose sure. 20 years later right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then you see the the before and the after photos or whatever, and it looked like the Chiefs, uh, you know, the whole offense was trying to do that exact same thing. Would you call it the choir? It's called the choir huddle. Choir huddle. Looked like they were trying to, to mimic that, and uh, clearly that was the, the group of them, their uh, their tip of the cap to Len yeah. Dawson. So I, I thought that was a, a fun way to do it, and, um, yeah, it didn't surprise me ultimately that he didn't end up staying in the game, but... Um, because you know the Chiefs want to be super careful at this point, Oh, right? absolutely, so, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a, that was a fun way to do it. I don't know if it was Patrick's idea. I don't want to necessarily give him all the credit when there're probably other guys on that offense, or maybe uh, offensive coaches, maybe were involved in making that work and all that good stuff. But uh, well, it yeah.
1: came from uh, their team publicist, Bob yeah. Moore, so, yeah, and he.
2: Yeah, it was a great idea. It was yeah. pretty. It was a pretty cool way to. To honor him, no doubt about it.
1: And then it went to Clark Hunt and Andy Reid. They all talked yeah. about it, but I think the thing for me, more than anything, was okay. So Mahomes, he gets fully dressed out, you know, and that that's something he didn't necessarily have to do, but wanted to do. So I thought that was pretty cool because both he and Kelsey went out there, and then Kelsey didn't play uh, at all during the game either. But yeah. you know, doesn't necessarily have his shoulder pads on, but he, mm-hmm. c- he certainly looked. Uh,
2: and as far as knowing the history and all that good stuff, that's one of the things that I mean. You know my connection to to White House and to East Texas with with Patrick, and it's one of the things that we would always talk about when we would be together when he was here is how much pride he took in East Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to I'm I'm to, like he I felt like he knew more history about the athletes that had come from East Texas. And the ones that were currently, you know, playing at different colleges across the country and guys who had made it to the NFL or the NBA or whatever. I mean, this is a guy that I I mean, I think he really kind of wherever he is, he dives into, you know, that kind of history and the tradition and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, he fully engulfs himself in all of it. Yeah. And so I think he did it in East Texas, I think he did it here and still does. And I think obviously that's the kind of stuff you're seeing there with him knowing, uh, and having a, you know, a knowledge base of what Len Dawson was all about and what he did and what his teams accomplished and all that.
1: Yeah. And just the, I think sometimes just the awareness. And then I think you still forget he's still a really young man. I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the maturity that he, that he showed here. And like you said, even going back to high school, um, is, um, I don't know, it's, it's very admirable, you know, in terms of how he just carries himself. And it seems so natural, too. It doesn't seem uh, fake or contrived or, you know, planned out or anything like that. It, it, seems, it just seems so, so natural.
2: He seems like a pretty real guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, 6.23 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, Brian advises me this, ease up on the brown bottle, Chuck. Uh, no, no brown bottles. Mm-hmm. No, no brown bottles. So do you have any brown bottles in your cabinets? I mean I don't even think we have any brown bottles.
2: I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you were right about friendships they beat Coronado last year. I'm, yeah, that's I'm, what I was thinking. Yeah, you you were right. So that's that's on that's on me. Coronado lost their first three games last year. That's correct. Yeah, you I should have I should have just I should learn to not doubt you. I I I just I I was so confident though, mm-hmm. wasn't I? Mm-hmm. That I completely just flipped your switch and now So I feel I feel bad about that. <laughs> six twenty six twenty four this morning. You think you need to feel bad. No, I feel bad about that. I should I should know better.
2: Right, we're the morning drive. Remember we talked about some, not some exactly teams accurate, not have, no some yeah. teams have expectations to win. Some teams mm-hmm. have expectations to lose. Right. I mean, we're the morning drive. We expect to, <laughs> to miss the thing here, there, yeah. everywhere, true, whatever. True. It happens.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's just kind of, this is kind of the way it is. You're you're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know about this. We see this lint is the duck. Chuck is the water off of his back.
2: I don't I don't really know what that means. I don't know
3: either. I I I, 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 I don't know how to take. He rolls that. with it like the water off a duck's back. It just it doesn't faze him. He just keeps on going. He's paddling <laughs> and doing what he needs to do. On top of the water, smooth I, I sailing. Underneath, paddling like hell. I, I don't
1: necessarily think that's a compliment.
3: I Dude. don't know if it was a compliment or not. I'm just trying to explain <laughs> it to you. I
1: know. I just feel like that's not really a compliment for either one of us. Mm-hmm. What is Jeff then? <clears throat>
3: I think we need to go to break.
0: Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
1: And for this day in sports history, today is the 26th day of August 2022. Here's Jeff McGuire.
3: 1930, we're going to start this thing Mm. off with. Because Chicago Cubs' Hack Wilson hits his 44th home run, breaks Chuck Klein's National League record. Hmm.
2: You think Judge is going to break? The no. American League record. No, I don't either.
1: Now he may break know. the Yankee record. Jack? Yankee record is sixty-one.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's getting there. Well, that's the record. That's the American about. League. No, it's yeah. not. Who's hit more than the American? Oh League? yeah,
1: it is the American League record. I'm sorry, I forgot about. Yeah, you know, all those guys were National Leaguers, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Um. Yes, I do think he is. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to get to sixty-one.
2: I think he's going to get to about.
1: Fifty nine. Ooh, painfully close. I think he'll. I think he'll get to sixty two or more. All right. I was thinking about seventy. Is what was what I was thinking. So. Yeah.
2: No, I get you. For some reason, he was thinking about. <laughs> it's our term of the day.
1: For some reason, for some reason, I was thinking about coming to work today. <clears throat> My alarm went off, and for some reason, I was thinking about coming to work today.
2: It's gonna be a fun Friday. Well, in
3: 1939, for some reason, the first major league baseball telecast took place. Oh, nice! On W two XBS, Cincinnati Reds beat the Brooklyn Dodgers at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. Hmm. 1956, Yankees announced the purchase of outfielder Enos Slaughter from Kansas City.
1: I think that worked out. I think that worked out pretty. Enos Enos Slaughter, yeah. Enos, yeah. Enos is right. Enos is right. Uh
2: Okay, yeah.
1: I think that worked out pretty well for the Yankees. Seemed like everybody they got from... You know, he, <clears throat> he had a pretty Man, good I definitely career.
2: remember the name. I just don't remember how good of a player he was. Huh? What year was that, Jeff? 1956. Yes,
1: he does. Country was his...
2: Uh, was his real name?
1: Was his nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: 1962. Minnesota twin, Jack Karolick. No hits. The A's. One to nothing. 1971. Bobby Orr signs a five-year contract with the Boston Bruins worth $1 million. That's a big deal. It's the first million-dollar contract in NHL history. If you guys knew that this had happened today, you could have read this one coming a mile away that we'd be bringing it up. 1990, Bo Jackson hits his fourth of four consecutive home runs. Nice. 1991. Royal Brett Saberhagen, no hits the White Sox, 7 to nothing. And in 2004, an American 1-2-3 in the 200-meter medals at the Athens Olympics. Sean Crawford wins gold with a time of 19.79, ahead of Bernard Williams and Justin Gatlin.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: That was pretty cool. One, two, three, four. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 1-2-3-4. Pretty cool.
3: It is um, National Cherry Popsicle Day. I thought
1: he said one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Oh, one, two, three. Okay.
2: What does come next for
1: some reason? <laughs> <clears throat> right.
3: National Cherry Popsicle Day.
1: Uh, I'm out of the cherry popsicle.
2: I bet I'd be fine with it.
1: I'm uh, I'm, I'm grape or orange.
3: No. Big time happy birthday, former Red Raider. Devin Conley turns 31 today. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Why have we not played that highlight yet?
3: Well, you know, it hasn't gotten that far yet. And I didn't want to spoil it. It is birth- his birthday today. <laughs> a pretty good chance we'll hear it later, though. Uh, tomorrow would have been Andre Emmett's 40th.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's sad.
3: Macaulay Calkin, 42 today. Chris Pine 42 today. James Harden, 33, and Melissa McCarthy is 52. And on this day in 1968, I would not have recommended you be in the city of Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's not a good day. Mm -mm.
3: Democratic National Convention gets underway in Chicago. Thousands of anti-war demonstrators take to Chicago streets to protest the Vietnam War and its support by the top Democratic presidential candidate, Vice President Herbert Humphrey. During a four-day convention, the most violent in U.S. history, police and National Guardsmen clashed with protesters outside of the International Amphitheater and hundreds of people, including innocent bystanders, were beaten by the Chicago Police Department. The violence even spilled into the convention hall as guards dressed up delegates and members of the press, including Mm -hmm. CBS News correspondent Mike Wallace, who was punched in the face. On August 29th, Humphrey secured the nomination and the convention closed. And that is this day in sports history.
1: Yeah, they had a little fracas on the convention floor.
2: <laughs> Sounds like it.
1: Mike Wallace got punched in the face. I mean, there were a lot of people who wanted to punch Mike Wallace in the face later on in his career, but that was one he didn't necessarily deserve. <clears throat> and Dan Rather, was uh, he was on the convention floor as well because uh, uh, Walter Cronkite was uh, anchoring this would,
3: of course, lead to the trial of the Chicago Eight, mm-hmm. then Seven. Yeah, one. And if you want to do a deep dive in how crazy stuff can get, that court case has got it.
1: Uh, going back to the uh, to Enos Country Slaughter, he was uh, also, he, by the way he he's a Hall of Famer, um, and scored the winning run for the St. Louis Cardinals in the 1946 World Series, a 10-time All-Star. Cool. Okay. So, his Yankees, he uh, played for the Yankees twice, 54-55 to 55 and 56-59, to 59, but uh, really more known as a Cardinal, or as Aaron Dickens would say, Cardinal. He's very emphatic with the Cardinal.
2: I feel like if every time you say Cardinals, you have to say like Aaron Dickens I says. I do. It's required. Then I think you can stop saying like Aaron <laughs> Dickens says and just say as I say.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, no, yeah. I, it's yeah. Yeah. Cardinal. I mean, Cardinal.
2: You, you can share it with Aaron. Will share it Card- with you. Cardinal.
1: He's, he's a um,
2: sharing kind of guy.
1: Yeah, and going back to the Saberhagen no hitter.
2: Is that only for the the baseball team, not the football team?
1: No, I think the football team is in that same realm, too. Mm -hmm. And Louisville, as well.
2: Not Stanford.
1: Uh, With Cardinal, not Cardinals. I know. I know. (laughs) Going back to the Saberhagen no-hitter, there was a fly ball into left field, and Kirk Gibson, who was playing for the Royals in those days, uh, loses the ball. It goes off his glove and the official score rules it uh an error. There was a little bit of controversy on that. In terms of was Gibson tracking it down or could he did he get it? in th- in those days he still had his he still had wheels to a degree. This is after the 88 uh home run where it looked like he could barely get around the bases. Uh, the Royals were famous for signing guys at the end of their career that uh they thought still had a little bit left. Kirk
2: Gibson played for the Royals? Yeah. Yeah. What year was that? There, like 90, right there. that was like ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. Played for the played for the Royals. Six fifty three this morning here.
2: He played for Pittsburgh too.
1: On the morning drive, he was a quarterback at Michigan. <laughs> I I knew he was a good football player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and could have probably could have played could have played football uh, in the NFL, but wouldn't have. I don't think would have had quite the career uh, that he had. I do not remember him with the Royals. Somebody says this. I remember when Geraldo Rivera got punched in the face. Yeah. And again, another guy that probably deserved to get punched in the face more than he than he got punched in the face. Mm. I have never been punched in the face. I have deserved to be punched in the face. <laughs> Jamie, you're many in the room time, with him many a time. But uh, he's
2: not done anything to deserve it from me.
1: No, I don't think so. But I have been. I have deserved to be punched in the face to a number a number of times. <clears throat> but I've never been punched in the face. <clears throat> Uh, somebody says this, so you ring a bell for popsicles and have flavor demands too. pampered. Um, yeah. And really it's more about ice cream sandwiches and fudge and ice cream, uh, chocolate ice cream, um, on a stick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are called. The ice cream. Fudge sickles. Well, no fudge sickles, fudge is one thing, but then where you have the vanilla and then you have the thin layer of chocolate around it, you know, yeah. on top of it. I don't really care. Moo bars. Huh? Moo bars. M O O uh, bars. I, think uh, I guess I guess you could call him that. I, that's a brand name, but mm-hmm. anyway.
2: I love how earlier Jeff he said that I was basically shining him in a bad light about something. <laughs> like I'm making him look bad. Uh-huh. Yet he doesn't think the ringing of the bell <laughs> for his wife to run and bring. Well, it's him. the
1: grandkids that are doing that. <laughs> Who taught him? <clears throat> might they might have had. But you don't think that looks bad. Oh no, Mm-mm. I think it's cute. <laughs> It's, this guy it's, is a tiger in a t- <laughs> trance in a state of circumstance, and I love all things Scott. Uh, uh, Blake says this one of my buddies punched me in the face and chipped one of my teeth a few years ago. Yeah, Sounds like quite a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain he deserved it. Uh, Blake, I'm certain <laughs> you deserved it.
0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety
1: uh, Eric says this off the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. Jamie, I will be surprised if they finish under six and six, seven and five, most likely eight and four. Optimistic, nine plus beyond expectation. That was an extensive uh, look at that.
2: Okay, um, there is, you know, if you go back through, out of the last five or six years. And you see the Red Raiders losing a lot of one possession games, right? Mm-hmm. By seven or less, a bunch. It, it I mean six and six and eight and four aren't that much different.
1: Yeah. I mean it feels mm-hmm.
2: massively different. Hmm. But I mean it could be a difference of twelve
1: points. Sure.
2: You know, go back to the year that you, you know, uh, you couldn't kick, and. How many games did you did you oh lose because of bad yeah. field goal kicking, yeah. extra points, and all that? I mean, mm-hmm. it changed everything.
1: And and that's one of your worries for this year, isn't it? Uh, it is kick, the kicking game, kicking yeah. game, the, yeah. specifically the field goal kicking game. Yeah, you're not worried about the kicking off. You're worried about mm-hmm. splitting the uprights. When from you asked 32. him the other
2: day, how his kickers were doing? Um, and he told you how good the kickoff man was and the punter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that speaks volumes.
1: It does. Yes, yes. yes. So there, you, there you go. That's uh, that's his. Uh, that's Eric's thought on things. If you have, if you have some thoughts on things, uh, let us know. There's um, there's an article out um, that I saw from CBS Sports last night, and uh, it talks about this. The Headline of the article is Big 12 Expert Picks 2022 Most Overrated and Underrated Teams. And then there's uh, Order of Finish by uh, a number of the uh, prognosticators. Uh, take a while. guess who the, his, this guy says is the most overrated team in the Big 12. Longhorns. Yes. Uh, basically says, fool me once, shame on me, fool me like 4 billion times, shame on the college football offseason hype machine. Texas might be That's back for well one. Said. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fooled me like 4 billion times. Yeah. <laughs> he says sure there are plenty of reasons to be excited. Uh but the Longhorns scored more than 35 points per game last year and still went 5 and 7. Unless the defense takes a significant step forward, it's going to be another disappointing year, okay? Guess who was second?
2: Most overhyped.
1: They're overrated.
2: Overrated. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma? Yeah,
1: you're very good. Uh, this article says more than 40% of the of the roster is new. That's according to the head coach, Brent Venables. Gone are the top two quarterbacks, top two rushers, four of the top five receivers, and the top three sack leaders from last year. Yes, there's plenty of talent, new talent to replace the losses, but they haven't played together. Coaching staff is new. Scheme and philosophy are new. This isn't a turnkey operation, and we won't see the best of Oklahoma until November. Take a while. Guess who's third? Baylor, Oklahoma State. Okay. Okay. Um, which I think when you when you start kind of hearing these things about Texas or Oklahoma or even Oklahoma State, it, it goes back to what many have said on this station about how the big 12 is there's no kind of okay this team or that team and everybody else that that there's there seems to be uh, a certain level of parity to a degree or one of those any given day maybe anybody can beat anybody which would speak to the difference what you're we just talking about there's not a whole lot of difference between six and six and eight and four
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's fair I, I I mean I I just think there's a I think Oklahoma is not as dominant; won't be as dominant as they have been. I still think they'll be one of the top teams in the conf- conference. I do think Oklahoma State has question marks that maybe we haven't had as for they don't ha- had before. They don't feel as old to me as they've been in the past, which old in a good way. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, is is experienced. And I mean, the other team that you mentioned, there, the Longhorns. We just have no idea what we're going to get from them. But I feel like there's, I, I mean, there's a lot of i mean you're you're hearing some kansas state love recently yeah and um i just am not all bought in on 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 that program right Mm -hmm. now and then i I just west virginia and tcu um to me i'm i'm curious it feels like they're gonna have a they're gonna be rough seasons for those two that's kind of what i i am thinking and it just, it opens up the door a little bit for the Red Raiders and, sure, you know, they have a million question marks too okay, yeah. with the new coaching staff. So I don't want to act like there's not question marks about them because there is mm-hmm. clearly, but I do think it speaks to what you're talking about and just that there's, I don't know, there's just a lot of uncertainty in the league this year with the teams and that could ultimately make it pretty fun.
1: Uh, he says this, this article says this about Oklahoma State, this is a team that failed to eclipse 30 points in eight games. Talked about the loss of their defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, to Ohio State. And plus, the, as you mentioned, the the roster is substantially different, uh, especially defensively with players leaving for the NFL and the transfer portal. And then here's the here's the point that they make. If Oklahoma State needs more from quarterback Spencer Sanders and the offense to match its 2021 success, a few of those close games are going to break the other way.
2: Yeah, and I'm not bought in on Spencer Sanders at all.
1: Okay. So take a wild guess of who they list as the most underrated team.
2: Kansas State.
1: Uh Kansas State is second on this. Baylor is the is the one team. Okay. Uh, and basically they say, Yeah, I know it sounds weird to peg the Big 12's defending champions as underrated. But the feeling seems to be that twenty twenty two is a rebuilding year. Don't buy it and don't be surprised if the Bears win ten games and repeat. Wow. Yeah. Uh incumbent starter uh Gary Bohannon was cut loose so the team could get used to Blake Shapin left, left tackle Connor Galvin might be the best offensive best lineman offense or defense in the Big 12. Don't sleep on the Bears. Uh, with regard to K-State, Wildcats are just 2-10 and 10 against Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas in their current coach, Chris Kleiman's uh, tenure. Year 4 should bring a couple more victories against that group. They say... That while the Wildcats boast an elite defensive front and one of the country's top offensive playmakers in running back Deuce Vaughn, there's no doubt Deuce Vaughn is really good. And then they cite the Nebraska transfer Adrian Martinez as a wild card at quarterback, but he should improve now that he's in a stable program with playmakers around him.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know that Nebraska was unstable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that dude. Just I, he doesn't scare me.
1: Okay. Uh, and then they cite, I think th- this surprised me, because I, when I saw this article, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll have Texas Tech as an underrated team, but they do not. They cite TCU as an, as the third underrated team in the Big 12. Uh, talent. See,
3: that's when you throw away the article, Jack. Yeah. Top Obviously, end, they don't know what they're talking about.
1: They say this. This is what they say. Top end talent at key positions is all there for Coach Sonny Dykes and his return to Power 5. TCU has two quality quarterback options, the best deep threat in the Big 12, Quentin Johnston, and the league's best cover corner, Travis Trav- Trevius Hodges Tomlinson. Though the struggles from 2021 were widespread, the most clear and alarming drop of off was on defensive end. However, just changing voices up in the room should lead to some better play on that side of a week-in, week-out basis. I don't know. TCU is always touted as a pretty good defensive team under Gary Patterson.
2: Yeah. And so um I'm hoping we'll see a step back defensively for yeah. the Frogs because he's gone.
1: Now they also they also have West Virginia in here, okay, as an underrated team. Wow. Oh no, right. They're cons- they say consistently How consist- do you underrate a negative team? I, I don't know. They say consistently competitive, however, more than any other team in the conference, almost any other team in the conference. Westerners made a bowl in 18 of the last 20 seasons. Only Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have more bowl appearances over that time. Yeah, but this isn't Richrod's teams coming through the door.
2: Well, none of that affects how many games they win right. this year.
1: Right. Uh, the Mountaineers may not win the league, but you better show up ready to play them. Mm. I don't get the intimidation level that uh, that uh, the Dana Holgerson teams had. I mean, they played with some gusto a little chip on their shoulder it seemed like sure and richrod's teams were just talented so we'll get uh, jamie's question of the day i've got some bold predictions from the uh, scribes that wrote this article we'll get to maybe some of those at eight o'clock this morning but jamie's question of the day is next
0: recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What you got? (laughs) All right, (laughs) Jeff. Jeff,
2: our fine listening audience. Today's Mm -hmm. question of the day Mm -hmm. is with Red Raider football. And I'm going to go to the wide receiver position today. Okay. What... Red Raider wide receiver is going to surprise you, mm. surprise some folks, surprise the Red Raider fan base, and end up having a big season. Clearly, we need a a couple guys to step up. Yeah. Who's it going to be?
1: Well, uh, I I don't know that. I think this will be a, a welcome uh, happiness because – I think since he was recruited and brought on campus, you've had high expectations for him and been have been waiting for him to to be healthy and uh, to have a, a, br- a breakout year uh, where he makes big, big impacts. But I think number 19, Loic Fungi, is your guy. Okay.
2: I like that answer.
3: J.J. Sparkman, he's shown some flashes. Showed showed some things where he's made some great plays, and I think he can take that next step. I don't know that he becomes your number one ride receiver this year, but I think he becomes a much bigger part of the offense this year in the passing game.
2: Okay. Um, I like both of those answers.
1: But you're going to say somebody else.
2: And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah no no I, I i think both of yours are good i i mean i'm i'm in the belief that miles price will end yeah. up being your go-to guy yeah and so i think those two guys that you brought up will will have big seasons mm-hmm. uh I, I do so i i think that those are guys that i i would put in the mix there. Mm-hmm. i think you can look at any of i know i said receiver, but i think your tight end options sure are really good. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see any of those guys have maybe a a bigger impact. I think my number one guy that I would go to if we're including the tight ends is Baylor Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think he's a young man that's going to have a a big immediate impact. That's going to become a a force for the Red Raiders. And I don't want to go away from your Mason Tharp because everybody loves Mason Tharp, and mm-hmm. I hope he you know is as good as we think he can be. Yeah. But I think Cup's going to be the go-to tight end, and uh, I think he's uh, got the potential to have a huge season for the Red Raiders. In a, a par-
3: parallel question, mm-hmm. do you see this team as having one wide receiver that makes 1,000 yards or, like, six wide receivers that have 600?
2: Uh, it depends on how good Miles Price is. You know, if he's, if he's putting up big numbers, teams will start – Saying hey, we gotta let we gotta try to force See somebody, somebody else, be, yeah, else. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and try to take him away.
1: And that's maybe where Sparkman or Fungi or mm-hmm. somebody else come into come into play. Mm-hmm. Even Brady Cup, you know, if if Price is having having a big year, um, Brady Cup is uh, on the John Mackey preseason watch list for uh, for uh, tight ends. Uh, he had spent three years at Texas A and M. Uh, played in ten games last year, made one start, had. Been battling injuries, so um, you know I think when you're battling injuries, um, then I think you're always battling injuries. So keeping him healthy is going to be going to be key. Same thing for Mason Tharp. Uh, I think he's been dinged up a little bit. You know they've held him out with a uh, with a concussion, I believe is what I've read. Um, So those are always concerns, especially this early on in the season. You know when you haven't even played a game yet, because. You know, once you get one, it's like the second one is easier to get than the first one. It's, mm-hmm. It just seems like, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems like. A uh, couple, of,
2: couple of large gentlemen, 6'9", yeah. 260 mm-hmm. for Tharp, and 6'6", six, six, 250 for Cup.
1: Yeah, and I, I think a guy of the future is going to be um, Tanner Allen. Uh, he's a freshman from Bryan, but he's 6'3", and 260. And then Zach McCowan, another one, uh, he's 6'5". Uh, he's from Amarillo. Now we get this off the Yates Morning Center chat line and I was gonna I was gonna bring him up as a guy that could be potentially a, a returner for you, but I think also he's he's just um I think got some speed, Shadarius Townsend. Mm-hmm. He's going from running back to receiver, and this person says getting the ball to him in open space could lead to big plays. No no doubt.
2: Yeah, and Xavier White did as well, moved to receiver. Mm-hmm. And so I mean I that's a guy that you love having the ball in his hands. He's he's a guy who No can, no doubt. You can actually burn it.
1: No no doubt. He's got he's very very quick and uh and we've certainly we've certainly seen that from him. So you know, I think uh I think you feel really good about your receiving group. You think I think you feel good about your your running back group. It, it just comes down to can those guys up front give Tyler Shuck or whomever um, time to get the ball in their hands. Yep, you know. But if you can, if you can do that, then yeah, I would. I would agree. Uh, Raiders dad says I think Brady Boyd is going to be really big. So, um, there's a couple thoughts mm-hmm. from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, but Loic Fungi, I mean that guy, six four two ten. Whew! And he feels uh, bigger than that, huh? He feels bigger. Yeah, than that. Yeah, he does. I I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. After seeing him catch a ball right just, in front of me the other day, he big does feel physical bigger. Guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he appeared in ten games, one start. Missed three of the last four, though, with an injury. Had uh, eight catches for 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, all eight catches came over a five-game stretch, starting with Florida International. Uh, but he also played on special teams, uh, 85 snaps uh, in special teams. So. he's I think a guy that they're waiting for to be a a breakout guy Um, played at Midland Lee and was you know highly touted as a recruit absolutely so we'll see we'll see what uh, what what happens there all right uh, 737 this morning here on the morning drive and presumably you'll get to see if you go to the Red Raider Club luncheon uh, today you'll see a lot of those guys up close and personal or at least from a distance up oh, no, well,
2: close and personal from a distance.
1: Up close and personal from a distance. I'm, i you know, I'm not, you know, can't go down and yeah. sit next to them you know, with your plate of barbecue or whatever's on the the fair for today.
0: Mm.
1: Oh know, yeah, maybe yeah. we'll have a special plate for you.
2: Yeah, um, yeah they'll be sitting on stage.
1: Yeah. Um, mm. If I brought you a plain burger, would that make no. you feel better? No, Uh-oh. don't do that. No. Nope.
2: Okay, I'm just fine with barbecue.
1: Okay. Mm. Uh, Clay said, "I'm still holding out for Donovan." Well, I mean, we've been told you're going to see all three of them. There's packages for all three of them.
2: Yeah, but that's so. Five days later, mm-hmm. you feel better. You feel worse. You feel the same about the decision. Man, I <laughs> truth serum. Yeah, I... be honest.
1: Do I feel better? You said, "What were my choices?" Feel better,
2: worse, or the same.
1: I think I feel worse. For some reason, I think I feel worse. More doubting of the head coach. I get it? No, it's not I, that. I just <laughs> feel like I just feel like that the guy that's going to be there at the end is not there at the beginning. But I may be complete.
2: I, I'll be honest, and I'll also be honest with why <laughs> this is somewhat embarrassing. Uh, I got, you know, doing one of those, you know, you're on YouTube, and all of a sudden you start watching highlights uh-huh. or whatever. And uh, I ran across the bowl game last year, and... Donovan was really good. I mean, I just don't see much from him that, I mean, there's, I don't think, oh, he can't make this throw. He can't make that throw. Now, is there a question or do you wonder, is he able to read the defenses as well as Tyler does? And I mean, that's part of the perceived issue Mm -hmm. about him not taking care of the ball in practices. I can't say that for certain. I just think his upside is, is higher than, 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 um, shucks. And, um, so I guess I'm with you in that like five days later, I'm like, Hey, I think I, I think I feel worse about it. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know that I'm, that I expect to see a change or anything like that. I don't want to go there. I just, I'm like, Man, man, I think Donovan can make all the throws, and I love his athleticism. I love what he can do in the run game. And man, I'm I'm I feel like I'm wishing more the choice was Donovan.
1: Yeah, because if you asked me uh, rank rank upside, I'd I'd probably say Baron, Morton, Donovan Smith, Tyler Shuck. If you just ranked upside, yeah. if you ranked like upside. And at for the this...
2: same time, at this time a year ago, people were telling us that Tyler Shuck could be the number one pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, right,
2: right. Crazy world. <laughs>
0: getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. If you want to follow games in progress tonight,
1: you can go to uh, DoubleT97.3.com click on the the home, blah, blah, the fan zone page and uh, it'll be right there for you. So it may not be like to the second but like if you're at the movie or something and you know, you're going to get some popcorn, you want to know what the score is of Monterey or whatever you can click on that and get that real quick and that you can satisfy your curiosity okay yep. tomorrow morning it's the saturday morning quarterback um uh, we'll have uh an extensive uh high school coverage uh, tomorrow morning as uh, garrett luft uh, will uh, provide that for you and that'll be tomorrow at seven o'clock from seven to nine before thetford nashby by the way yesterday and and i i get it i mean He's older than me, but he's he'd probably be offended by this, but I had a, a lady that mistook me for David Thetford yesterday because she she said uh, how she goes to the Thursday uh, media luncheons that you know at, over at uh, Larry Field she works for LISD and she said she goes, "You're a comedian." I go um, I think you've got me confused with David Thetford." Mm. Well, don't
2: feel bad. I get confused for Ashby all the time too.
1: Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Yeah, like him. I
2: I don't think this is a negative thing for either one of you two. Mm -hmm. I think there are definitely physical characteristics and personality characteristics. Yeah, there's probably probably some that 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 make you guys similar. I could, could, yeah, I I could get why people would mistake. Mis- mistake one for the other yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> did you try handing the very nice lady a business yeah. card
2: uh no you no. would i mean you would thrive you would love hosting the style of show that they host that would be
3: i mean well, i feel that like is, we kind
1: of do to a degree i mean well, don't tell me that <laughs> sometimes
3: I feel, we talk entirely too much sports <laughs> i feel like we,
1: we do I,
2: sometimes i mean i i those guys have so much fun, yeah. and, well, I, feel like fun. Mm-hmm. and I feel like um, we have fun. It's entertaining, and it's entertaining. It's just like guys hanging out mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It's just a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I feel like that it we just do that. feels like the the um, I feel like we've got to be negative. The old guys at the coffee shop, oh is yeah, having a no good doubt. time. Yeah. Well, well, and the only reason I say don't say that is because I, I don't, I don't quite want to be that old quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy yet. No, I
1: understand. I mean, some somebody... future
2: goals. Right. Okay, plans. Somebody wants dreams, to put, me out, desires,
1: to, put yeah. me out to pasture. I'm not mm-hmm. quite ready yet. Um, You know,
3: I mean, are you ever ready when someone else wants to put you out to pasture?
1: I kind of want to put myself out to pasture, to be right. quite honest with you. <laughs> you know, that's generally be, how that goes. I'd kind of like to have a, a choice in that. So mm-hmm. that'd yeah. be some, you know, that's, that's really what I would say. Uh, somebody says this went to a football game in Dumas, left Lubbock, it was 80. Got to Dumas. It was 30. Didn't check the weather. Yikes. I can believe that. You know, with a, one of those blue northerners coming through. Yikes. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, different. Uh, Bobby Hot Dog says this. There's a sign advertising Dumas as you pull into Plainview. It says something about the hometown of Waco Woodman. It has hours for tours of his boyhood home.
2: I just love the fact that everybody is... I mean... He started being referred to, it's it's just Waco now. It's not even Waco wood, but he's just Waco. It's so awesome.
1: <laughs> Is it fair? Is it fair? No, it's probably fair, right?
2: It's fair because he wears green shirts right, and, and highlighter yellow shoes. And he had those on yesterday. Yeah, that's why it's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had
1: those on. I wonder if we mm-hmm. should put the kibosh on those to say... Uh, um. <clears throat> you know I can't wear those Careful. after after uh, Labor Day. <laughs> <No. laughs> they are a
2: little no, light. He, he can wear them all, all he wants. Uh, he Chuck, just can't wear his camo Crocs to work.
1: Chuck, will your business cards say "out to pasture" when that happens? No. <laughs> no. Why would, no? I. Why mm-hmm. would Why would I? Why would I? Why would I disparage myself like that? Mm-hmm. Out to pasture. I imagine
3: I, his business cards when that happens will say "Chuck Hines." retired oh retired
2: he, he won't hand out business cards when he's out to pasture he'll be handing out cow patties instead cow patties
1: yeah uh, <clears throat> yeah i don't know oh yeah the ding dong daddies from dumas right yeah yeah ding dong daddies from dumas all right all right you'll get to hear uh, tommy wood and chris level tonight from uh <laughs> from dumas right yes yeah
2: you got a little excited there
1: get to hear chris level tonight so if (laughs) if you've missed his voice he'll be um, he'll be available
2: those two will kill it oh here we go
3: this is your business card well done chat line chuck hines retired still the head daddy rabbit
1: (laughs) i wouldn't be i wouldn't i don't know I'll, i'll come up i'll come up with a title okay i will come up with a title uh for myself all right um there were some, um, let, me give, let me give you these, because I thought this was really interesting. Some bold predictions by the scribes that uh, put together this underrated, overrated list of Big 12 teams. Here's a bold prediction, one from Dennis Dodd, who I think is pretty plugged in. He works for CBS.com, uh, sports.com. I think he's pretty plugged into the college football scene and, and sports scene. He says, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark will add four Pac-12 teams during the season in a renegotiated deal with ESPN that will start in 2024. As a consequence, Texas and Oklahoma will be let out of their deal a year early and begin playing in the SEC in 2024. That's a big prediction right there.
2: Massive.
1: Massive. Mm-hmm. Massive prediction. Tom Fornelli says this. Texas will struggle to reach 8-4. and four. Neither Quinn Ewers nor Hudson Card will play well enough to establish themselves as the starting quarterback. I mean, they got a real if problem they, there.
2: If, they're, if neither one of them is grabbing that spot,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like you talked about earlier, how bad their defense was last year, it feels like it would be difficult to get to 8.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, Chip Patterson says, Oklahoma will win as many games in Brett Venable's first year as Lincoln Riley's final season, 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's a big number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like this. Uh, Brett Sally, throw a blanket over spots one through nine. The Big 12 will be so jumbled together, it will knock itself out of the college football playoffs thanks to multiple inexplicable outcomes. In other words, don't fly over the flyover states. It's going to be wild. How about that? Pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, David Cobb says Oklahoma will win the breakup with Lincoln Riley and wind up in a more prestigious bowl game than the Trojans with a final better record. Uh, The Sooners will be in the college football playoff. Picture entering the Big 12. And how about this from Jerry Palm? You know, he's usually the bracketologist guy. He's CBS's Joe Lenardi, and some say Jerry Palm's basically better than Joe Lenardi. He says Oklahoma will not only win the Big 12 in Brett Venable's first season, but make the college football playoff.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to Double T 97.3.com.